Welcome to You Dive Deep, where we dive into a single question each week and navigate through this tough thing we call life. Come on, let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of You Dive Deep. Remember, guys, I have a lot of fun projects coming up, so the best way to kind of get a little sneak peek on what's going on is following me on the socials. I am on Instagram and Twitter, at You Dive Deep, no spaces. And also, for the month of March, I am also donating $5 for every new person that joins the Discord. I think we are up to almost, what, $60, $70 up to this point. It caps at $500 only because if for some reason a lot of people randomly join, I don't want to be like, hey, I'm out like $1,000. Not that it's not going to a good cause, but I... I don't have that kind of income, unfortunately, but maybe the guest here today will be able to help me out. Sorry, didn't mean to put you on the spot like that, but I have a phenomenal guest joining me today, and this is actually really, really neat because it's honestly reconnecting with someone that I have not spoken to in a very long time. So I am going to welcome Tiffany to this podcast. Tiff, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk live with you. (laughs) I know we actually talked a little bit before the podcast or actually it was probably a little bit more than a little bit because we were just trying to catch up with everything. How do you really make up for over a decade of lost time? But that's why this podcast is so special being able to reconnect with you. But Tiff, for the people that unfortunately don't have the privilege to know who you are, I have to ask that big question of who are you? Oh my gosh, this is my least favorite question. When <laughs> when I have to introduce myself like on a work call or something, I'm like, let's do this in five seconds. I'm <laughs> you have to have, like, a in your head, right? <laughs> I'm like, that's a wrap. All you need is my name. <laughs> Just off the grid, the less you know, the better. Yeah, the less you know, the easier your life will be. No, 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 it's not that, it's not that deep. Um, okay, so who am I? Let me think. Well, so to you, we're ex-high school colleagues. (laughs) Make it sound like we went through like a dirty breakup. Like we used to be friends in high school. And since then, you're just my ex-high school colleague, whatever. You're my ex-high school colleague. It was a rough breakup. It was a long time that we were disconnected from each other. And it was upsetting. Also, before she continues, I don't mean to cut you off. I want to talk about how this girl is like completely off the grid. I even admitted to her that we pretty much on my end try to stalk her to catch up be like oh like it'd be cool if i had these cool questions about her life but i literally could not find her and i was like wow i am failing as a podcast host but that's just kind of giving tiffany a pat on the back saying i don't know how you did it but you're like off the grid thank god thank god uh, it, it took me a while it took me a while honestly but I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm pretty much like on the grid a little bit at least on twitter which is the only social media platform that can in my humble opinion. Um, Twitter has the best content out there. It does go in waves, but oh gosh, when those waves are high, you ride them. They are so good. Freaking love them. So for those of you listening, definitely at her then. So yeah. you can definitely start up some conversation. Yeah, you can at me. I won't tell you what my Twitter is, but if you can find me, you can at me. <laughs> the mysterious tip. But yeah, so who are you? We, we need to know more tip. That is a terrible intro. We got to let the listeners know who you are. All right. So, uh, so I'm a Philly chick living in Paris, stumbling my way through the last two months. As I was telling you before, I am someone who almost gets arrested in grocery stores. And yeah, yeah. It's like, no matter how hard you try to suppress your Philadelphian, it just, it will just reveal itself. Like the degenerate garbage comes out like, oh, man, I forgot I'm a terrible person actually from Philly. It just seeps out of you. (laughs) No, it's uh, I actually had a great conversation the other day because I was talking to somebody who is French who 
their English is better than my French, which is basically non-existent. But I was telling them why <laughs> I love Rome. And I was like, Rome reminds me of Philly because it's just like this like beautiful, gritty place. And I challenge you yeah. to describe to somebody who doesn't know English that well, what the word gritty means, because they were looking up like translations and they were like, oh, it's dirty. I'm like, yes, it's dirty. But like, no, it's there's so much character, so much layers that go into it. It's not just that it's dirty, but that's you want to be. gritty. Yeah, I'm like there. It's like, a yeah, exactly. It's a layer cake. And dirt happens to be one of the layers, but there's so many <laughs> other beautiful layers in that cake. And so, so I'm, uh, who am I? I? I guess I'm a gritty girl. No, <laughs> I don't think I want to be a gritty girl. <laughs> that's now going to be the title. Everyone will just be like, oh, Tiffin. Oh yeah, that's that gritty girl. And I'll be like, oh, I don't know if that's the best adjective to describe her. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait, this is reminding me of something else. So I, so at work, there was like this, this like women's like how to empower yourself in, in the workplace conversation. And we had this woman, her name was Carla Harris. No, <laughs> you're just making up names. You're like, oh, and, and I'm just sitting here saying, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was there. Of course. You're right. I wasn't there. You could say any name and I'd be like, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, my gosh. OK, I literally just called her. So uh, she was giving this advice where she was like, if you want to change the perception of yourself, like you have to tell people what you want them to think of you. So like, instead of saying like, I am gritty, like if someone thought I was gritty and I wanted to change it, like I should tell them like, oh, you know, I need this paperwork back because you know, I'm tough. And like, like this is this is how you change the perception. <laughs> no better way to say you're tough than saying, I need this paperwork right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm like, I'm like, this is a genius. I was like so impressed by this advice. I was like, I'm going to try it like right now. So this guy, this like uh, one of our partners was emailing and he's like, um, I forget what he said, but I wrote back and I was like, oh, you know, because I'm quick, something like I'm quick. And he wrote back yeah. and he said, yeah, that's why you scare all the boys away. Oh my <laughs> and, gosh. and you're like, oh, oh God. <laughs> This like this advice that's supposed to be like empowering just like blew up in my face so hard. But it was honestly like it's one of my favorite screenshots. So I'm just <laughs> so it works anyway. So I'm yeah. hoping I know we kind of went off the rails, but it's actually perfect, Tiff, that you kind of went off the not really off the rails, but it kind of gives a perfect picture of who I remember Tiffany to be. And it's just really gratifying because after all these years, of course we all mature, but I'm like, no, this is still the Tiffany I remember. And that's kind of the point of the show that we're at now. I always like to give the listeners a little bit of context of our relationship because a lot of the times where I have guests on, people always have this assumption of, oh, Tommy is just talking to his best friends and just talking about different topics. And while at times that's true, as all of you heard from Tiffany's own mouth, we are ex- high school colleagues <laughs> but in all seriousness we did go to high school together but it wasn't like we were best friends and I don't want this to sound bad Tiffany so definitely jump in if I am getting too rude but I feel like we weren't even like friends but I don't mean that in a bad way like we knew of each other we would talk to each other if we had the same class but it was never like hey Tiffany you want to go grab a coffee or hey you want to go to the football game together or anything like that we would just chit chat here and there maybe say something but that was about the extent of our friendship and so when we actually reconnected Tiffany actually reached out to me via LinkedIn I know we're old now right that's how we make contacts and stuff like that and she actually reached out to me I was like holy smokes it's been so long and I'm at the phase of my life right now where I'm trying to foster 
are all these old relationships I've had and kind of, it's just fun to kind of dive back and be like, oh, we're at different points of our lives. What's going on? Because we had this cool shared interest of, hey, we spent like 12 years together in school. So what's going on? And so when she reached out to me, we were just chatting a little bit. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to ask her to be on the podcast. And so that's where we are today. I really wish I had really special moments in high school. Like, oh, I remember when Tiffany did this and that. But it's almost good I don't remember them because I know a lot of the times with my listeners, I wasn't very happy with the version I was when I was in high school. I was almost like a caricature. But the one thing I do really remember about Tiffany is, well, unfortunately, or maybe Tiff, I'll probably, this is like the weirdest thing to ask, but I need you to send some headshots or pictures my way because people need to see your smile because it honestly is really joyous. And I even said, hey, that's one thing you would always see. No matter, It could be literally like seven in the morning. We're all just chilling, waiting for homeroom to start or whatever. And Tiffany is just smiling. She's just straight chilling. And I'm just like, yo, that's the energy I want. She's always been so kind of selfless and things like that and always just happy and good to go. And that's why I felt like I would always gravitate towards her, but I would never get to the next point I'm saying hey let's hang out all the time so unfortunately I feel like I missed out on being not your friend but kind of hanging out but even you mentioned hey now that we're adults we can actually be friends and I mean that in a more comedic setting and so that's why I'm so excited to uh, kind of hang out with you now but do you think that's accurate or do you think I'm being mean being like Tommy what are you talking about we were friends what's going on well first I don't think I went to the football games I don't know maybe I <laughs> Um, yeah, Tiffany was staying off the grid early on. <laughs> or was I like, getting coffee? Like, it's so mature. I don't think I was that mature in high school. I was like more concerned with like, I mean, I couldn't even tell you. So honestly, like talking to people from high school kind of gives me anxiety because I don't remember. I don't remember right. high school, really. I'm like, it's such a blur. Like, I remember like random things like I remember when uh, Mr. Specka he he smashed like a big giant light oh, yeah. like what a kook that will that will make an impression on you <laughs> But yeah. but yeah, you are completely right, though, because a lot of times I'll meet some people saying like, hey, I remember when I was like 13 years old, I, I remember this special memory. But for me, maybe it's just because I'm older. I don't know what's going on. Whenever even someone mentions something about high school, it's like this one big blur to me where I might have certain things that kind of stand out. But other than that, whenever someone from high school kind of talks to me, I'm just like, oh, shoot, what bad impression did I leave or what dumb thing did I do? Because honestly, I can't recollect anything. like a dumb thing every day. Exactly. And so that's why when I have a chance to like speak to people that I did go to high school with I'm like can you tell me what happened because I don't really remember but it's so great to now talk to someone and be like oh cool we had like that same <laughs> high school experience where we I'm sure we had a good time but I'm just like I don't really remember much about it at all <laughs> yeah I do remember like goofing in class though oh yeah definitely all the time all the time and that's why it's funny because the topic of the big podcast episode is actually so deep but that's why I'm actually really excited to have Tiffany on for this specific episode because anytime you see her I see someone that is fearless because she's smiling she is maybe living the mantra that I do of fake it till you make it kind of thing but then there's always this underlying fear but that kind of brings us to the whole point of the episode Tiff what is fear well, I, first of all, I can't believe we picked this topic. And today I was even, I was having fear of talking about fear. And I was like, how can I make <laughs> this like funny? Like what's like a funny thing we can talk about about fear? But it's like, honestly, it's something that I think about a lot. And it, and I feel like it has multiple interpretations, but also multiple levels. Like 
there's like fear of maybe stuff, but then there's like deep fear that you don't even realize mm-hmm. that you have that drives some of the decisions that you make. So yeah, I'm mm-hmm. excited to talk about it. I'm excited to see where we go with this. Yeah. And I think you definitely hit the nail on the head. And I think the cool thing about fear is very similar to how we are when we were in high school, depending on the different phases of our lives is fear can mean something different. What I was scared of when I was little might not be what I was scared of now. And one thing where I was kind of reflecting on what fear could be, and I would love to kind of get your take on this as well, is I feel like a lot of fear boils down to the ambiguity of a situation where you don't know what's going on and you have no control and you don't know how you would react because it's so new. Because for me, when I think of something like a fear, my thought is my anxiety gets to me because I think of worst case scenario, but my fear isn't that the worst case scenario will happen. I think my fear is I just don't know. I have no control. I don't know how it's going to go. And so when I really think of like, I'm not a fearful person because I'm very loosey goosey. And that's how I would kind of describe you too. Like I said, you're always smiling. You're always go with the flow. So that's why it's really cool to talk to someone saying, hey, I don't think you're very fearful, but you could just be doing or hiding it very well. Not hiding might not be the right word, but what what's your take on that? Would you agree thinking that fear could also be this underlying of ambiguity of being unsure of how a certain situation may turn out? Yeah, I definitely think it's like fear of the unknown, but something interesting that you just said about like you imagine the worst case scenario and like like in your mind is that like a bad thing because that's actually one of the ways that i deal with fear is like if i'm afraid of like a decision like should i do a or b or should i do this should i not do this Mm -hmm. i don't know whatever the situation is i'm thinking like okay what's the absolute worst that can happen like really what's the worst thing And then if you really think about it, like almost every single time I'm like, can I handle that? Yeah, I can freaking handle that. (laughs) And so it's like, oh, it's really not that big of a deal. And then all of a sudden you realize like, maybe you didn't even know you were afraid, but like, because you just thought about it in that way, you like uncovered the fact that, okay, I was afraid of X, Y, and Z here. And then now you make a decision without that, even in the equation. Yeah, it's almost like you have to think so realistically. Like one great example is when I had you on the podcast, if I were to think of fears or worst case scenario, I would be like, Tiff's going to get here. She's going to say, oh, I'm so glad I got you here because I'm going to trap you now, Tommy. You are a total jerk in (laughs) high school. I'm about to vent all my laundry. And honestly, if that was a fear, I would be okay with that. I'd be like, actually, this would be pretty dope because I want to know how much of a piece of poo I was in high school. So then you could kind of lash out on me. So even in this kind of thought, it actually brings a little bit of comfort because you think of, all right, what's the worst case scenario? All right, I will be in this situation. I'll be rejected. I'll be a little bit embarrassed. But I mean, if that were to happen, I think I could kind of handle that. So that's actually a really great way to kind of cope on some of the things. But I'm about to put you on the spot. Maybe not really describing what fear is, maybe we could work a little bit backwards on what are some of the fears that you have right now? Uh, So some of the fears I have right now. Okay. So I'm in Paris now. I don't speak French. This is one of my fears. You did this to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So my, yeah, I did it to myself, but one of my day-to-day fears, and before we started recording, I was telling you about this, like one bad thing happens, quote, bad thing happens every single day. Like yesterday, I almost got arrested in the grocery store. So I swear, every time I go to the grocery store, like if I have to ask for something, like I get hot, like like not in like a sexy way, like just like really like... <laughs> 
<laughs> I get really seductive and I start seducing all the Frenchmen to be like, can you help me? Honestly, that is, that would be a much better approach than like sweating behind someone, like heavy breathing, being like, <laughs> okay, I need to ask for something. And then I'm like trying to, and under my mask, like I'm like trying to get ready for everything that I have to say. And then I have my glasses and they're getting all foggy. And so that is a immediate and in hindsight, like the day after kind of fear in the moment, it's so scary. Like <laughs> to, to have to ask, like, do you have mm-hmm, tahini? Mm-hmm. And they don't even know what tahini is. Like, oh gosh, first world problems. <laughs> Why did I move to a place with no tahini? Well, the big mistake, the big mistake. Yeah, yeah. So um, what was the, what was the original question? It was just what you're afraid of. But before you continue on that journey, yeah. I feel like it takes a lot of courage though. I feel like if you were to just drop me off in with like Germany or France, I have no background in French or German. When I was in high school, I took Spanish. If you were to kind of drop me off in these kind of countries, I don't know how I would be able to handle it. And I know people that are listening are saying, I mean, how hard is it to ask for where the, you know, spaghetti is or ask where the oranges are and stuff like that. But until you're actually in that situation, you're walking around that fear strikes of holy smokes, this language barrier is severe. And honestly, the only French words I know is just to say what, like bonjour. And that's about it. That's about the extent of my French. So if you were to put me in a supermarket, I mean, I think I would do okay only because like I laugh at myself on how dumb I am. So like, I'd be like, Hey, and I would probably pull up my phone and point at pictures and stuff like that. But when I think of like other people, like my wife, for example, if she was in that situation, Oh, I don't even think she would even go grocery shopping. So it takes a lot of strength and courage. And I know it shouldn't be, Hey, let's highlight Tiff. But I mean, even though it's a fear, it's really cool that you still put yourself in this vulnerable position to be like, hey, I know I can do it. I think that's really cool. Well, so honestly, I have so much empathy for immigrants who come to a new country. I mean, like, you know, firsthand from your parents, I'm sure. And it, (laughs) it cannot be easy. And it's like to learn a new language, to try to like really live in a place sincerely is not easy, especially when you're like, oh, I could just get on a plane and go back to Philly and it would be like so much <laughs> over there. Everything like my easy. mom is there, she'd have dinner on the table and it would be amazing. And so, so like <laughs> sometimes I'm like, why? Why? Like, this is, this is so crazy. Like even my mom, she's like, what did I do to deserve kids who want to leave me? <laughs> Your poor mother. I give you nothing but love. And as soon as you graduate, you're like, let me move. Yeah, let me just move halfway around the world. But yeah, I guess it does take a lot of courage. But honestly, I'm like, every day I don't feel very brave. (laughs) So it's in, I guess, from the outside or maybe from like with time passing, you look back and you're like, damn, that was brave of me. And I think that there are moments like I'm sure throughout your life, throughout mine as well, where like, you don't even realize that you have so much power, you have so much strength and courage, and you get through something or you you try something new or whatever it is. And then you're like, damn, that was so cool. And I feel like even what if I think about maybe like the younger versions, I'm like, is it true that like the younger version is like more spunky and cool and like, willing to try all these different things? It's like you get on the adult train and you have to be like brave to jump off it. It's so cool because I think you have the nail on the head because until you are put in a position where you're brave at that exact moment, it doesn't feel like, oh, I am now going to be brave and do it. You just do it. And then you reflect back saying, holy crap, how did I do that? That 
that's nuts. That was a ridiculous situation to be in. But kind of on the topic with fear, are there any kind of fears that you had when you were little? I know when I was little, I was deathly afraid of heights. And I think a lot of that was because, I don't know, maybe I just had this irrational fear of, oh, no, like, I mean, naturally, humans shouldn't be that far off the ground when we're like just trying to live our lives. But I think I conquered that when I went like on roller coasters and it became a big thrill for me. So I feel like that's kind of another aspect of fear that we could try to talk about is this quote unquote irrational fear. And another irrational fear I have is when I was on the like anytime I'm on the toilet or something like that or when when I'm in the shower, I'm like, I don't want to be sucked in the drain. I don't want to piranha to jump up when I'm using the toilet. Like these are weird, (laughs) irrational fears I had. So maybe this could be a more comedic topic to talk about if, well, A, do you currently have any irrational fears or B, what irrational fears did you have up growing up if you had any? Oh my gosh. So like now I think I get a new irrational fear like every single day. <laughs> like, okay. I think like my biggest one is like, I, I'm always feeling like surveilled. I'm like, someone is watching like someone right now. Yeah. Like if I go to the bathroom, I'm like someone's watching on my phone. Like someone is hacking <laughs> my phone, watching me scroll on TikTok. Yes, I do have a TikTok yeah. too. <laughs> I literally just made one, by the way. I'll follow you. <laughs> but go on. You should. I don't know my name though. Um, I'll check for you after. Uh, awesome. I also don't post anything. So it's pointless. Yeah. Irrational fears. Oh my gosh. Like so many. Okay. So actually me and my sister, we talk about this all the time. So we're like, I think we're the only people on the planet, probably not, but one of a few who like imagine their own death multiple times a day, every single day. And we're like, this is because when we were younger, my mom would be like, anything you would do, she'd be like, you're going to fall and crack your head open. And then you're going to have an aneurysm and die. You're <laughs> you're gonna trip and then you're gonna crack your skull like everything is like a death situation like oh you want to go outside with your friends late at night and crash the car and then you're all gonna die like everything is like an extreme situation i'm imagining you just sitting on a swing set doing your homework and then your mom just runs out you're gonna fall off and that pencil is gonna go right through your eye and you're gonna die and then fast forward a couple years why do all my children leave me what did i do what did i do to deserve this i'm sorry tiffany's mom if you're listening to this we we love you very I was much you're just share it with her maybe i can't anymore I mean, oh no uh, actually i will seek her out now and if you don't i'll reach out to your sister and be like make sure your mom listens to my, we, my we're, sister we're is active this. on on social you can find her easy <laughs> i felt like that was a little bit of shade being like oh you could find her she's so easy to find she's everywhere yeah i know oh my gosh her story is like every day i'm like gina cool it oh i just said her name whatever oh, um, oh now it's out there it's out there oh man all the listeners are probably going to be like, oh, let me look up. Yeah, let me look her up. But like, okay, I think it's hilarious that you said the thing about the pencil in your eye because that's like the top one. It's like situations where you die where something goes through your eye. I am 100% with you. It, I think I actually told you before this, I actually have glasses and Tiffany, when I went through high school, I obviously did not have glasses. Even when I went through college, I did not have glasses. So all of a sudden now when people see me, they're like, oh, Tommy, you just must have gotten really old, like real fast. I'm like, no, technically I always needed glasses. And yo, they like blow air and like this device like pokes your pupil and stuff and i'm like i can't do that like i could watch saw where people's arm get twisted and the like ligaments fall off i'm like oh that's kind of dope like that's kind of cringy it's weird but then if someone just like gets an eyelash in their eye i'm like i'm like oh no no i can't do this i can't do this anymore so i completely feel you but in a funny way i love it because now i have glasses now i feel like i always have like protective goggles so if anything were like hit my eye i'm like oh no i'm good i'm good so in a weird way i am loving this new glasses lifestyle (laughs) 
It is a good lifestyle. I I like them minus the mass situation. And oh, then yeah, it gets like a little fogged up all the time. Anytime you're just like breathing and stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. Try making eye contact with like someone when you're crossing the road and your glasses are foggy. <laughs> and also you're in a country where you don't know the language. So there's like these multiple layers of kind of different things that are happening. But do you think anytime people think of fear, they always think of all the negative connotations. And I feel like you were kind of touching base on what I want to bring up a little bit when I first brought this kind of topic up. But do you think fear can be utilized in a good way? Or is there such thing as good fear? I actually think most fear is good fear. Because if you didn't have any fear, you'd be pretty wild. You'd be not afraid to, well, I don't know. Now I'm going backwards on what I'm saying. But I think most of the time fear protects you. Like it's it's also kind of like not only does it like prevent you from doing things, but it's also like a little alarm system. It's like a little internal alarm that's like, eh, I probably shouldn't do that. Or like, eh, that person's probably not the best person. So you should probably like not be alone with them in an alleyway after dark. Like th- those are kind of trivial examples, but I think most of the time it's actually good. I would say like 95. 95%. Yeah, I think it'd be like these evolutionary traits where, like I said, with my example, when I used to be fear of heights, I mean, us as humans, it's unnatural for us to just like dangle off like a 900 feet cliff and be like this is normal like our evolutionary trait saying to survive you should not be up there and i know a lot of people also hate to swim but at the same time us as humans i'm sure genetically we could be fine swimmers but people who don't know how to swim water means death so of course a natural fear of water or at least swimming kind of comes out then so i feel like a lot of these type of really instilled fear kind of comes from these evolutionary traits but what's really cool is the older you get you slowly be able to conquer them because you're old enough to think oh no like I could go on a roller coaster of course I inherit some type of risks that something might happen but I'm now old enough to kind of be like oh no this is fine like I'll be okay whereas the older we get kind of like what you said in your specific example of being in a situation where you don't know the language I mean that's a very fearful thing as it is so I think it's really cool that we could kind of use fear in a way to protect ourselves but we could also use fear to almost motivate ourselves So we're not in the positions that we're so quote unquote fearful of. And so I definitely want to kind of pick your brain on what are some other kind of fears that you feel like that you're kind of experiencing? Where do you think you could almost trace that back to? Well, so I just had a thought and I don't know if you have the answer, but I kind of wonder, like wondering out loud here, if you didn't have fear, would you also have adrenaline? So like, does adrenaline and fear go hand in hand? Because there's so many situations like riding a roller coaster or like uh, surfing a huge wave or skydiving or all these things that are like thrilling and exciting and give you so much energy, but maybe they wouldn't have that same effect if you weren't a little bit afraid of them and have that fear as your biological fear. I think you're so right because you could even boil that down to like other smaller scenarios like the fight or flight response when you're in like, let's say, Tiff, I'm sure you were in so many fist fights in high school and things like that. But whenever you're in like a fight, you get this adrenaline. You're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And a lot of that also has to be the fear of like, I don't want to get hurt, but I have to do something right now. But kind of like what you mentioned, if fear was just not a thing, I honestly don't think that you would get adrenaline because I feel like a lot, it goes hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. I would think because I think that's what kind of induces it. I wonder too, like, okay, if there was like, if there was no fear, would there be no graffiti? Like maybe people wouldn't want to like do graffiti because it would be less thrilling or like, 
Mm. Would there be like, no, I'm trying to think of other things like adrenaline seekers do. <laughs> yeah, no, but actually, I, let's go down this rabbit hole you kind of stumbled upon. Let's think about a world where fear is just, let's find a new human race where there's no such thing as fear. Something in their brain is just not there where they don't have that kind of receptor and everyone lives, quote unquote, fearlessly. How do you think that would be different than us as humans now? Of course, fear is very natural. And like you mentioned, it could be a very natural, healthy, almost a good thing that protects us. But how different would it be? I know you're mentioning there'll be like probably no graffiti. What would be the point of roller coaster? Because that for a person with no fear, that's just sitting and just moving really fast. And they're like, all right, that was cool, I guess. But I feel like would, would things get boring? Like, would you always just be bored all the time? Hmm. Yeah, like where would you find your fun? Oh, I guess like things would still be funny. Like you would still have. That's true. But I feel like a lot of the things that people do, like let's say like performers, right? They love to entertain people. But then a lot of the adrenaline that might get is just like they don't know how the crowd's going to react. Like when I first started this podcast, I was fearful saying no one's even going to want to listen to this, nor should I even make it. So there's a little bit of fear. But then I went and tried to do it anyway. And then now I see um, like some positive feedback. And then I guess like good adrenaline happens where I'm like, oh, I want to keep doing this. This is awesome. And now I'm upkeeping it to the point where I guess you could almost trace back saying maybe one of my fears is everything just disappears or everyone now says this is awful I don't like listening to you then I'm like darn because podcasting you're very vulnerable it's your voice it's by yourself it's very intimate when people listen to me it's just like listening to two friends talk and then when someone would come out and say that was awful you're not good at it that would hurt me because I was so vulnerable and so there's always this fear of saying I want to keep releasing good content I want to find great guests like you and talk about these kind of really in-depth things in many many different ways and the whole point is to also have have the listeners think of what they think their fear is what what is tracing back to it and so that's why it's a lot of fun to be able to do it but kind of like what you said things would still be funny things would like they're my favorite tv like the office is one of my favorite tv shows even if i had no fear of course i would enjoy watching that show <laughs> but i feel like society would be so much more different right i feel like there would be maybe more people who are like more creators and more people who are willing to express themselves and like people would be like, I think actually social media, I feel like has done this a lot where it's like, yes, you can express yourself on social media, but it's like mostly the, so out of everybody expressing themselves, like, I feel like it's really easy to express yourself when it's the popular opinion. And so maybe there would be more openness for expressing your thoughts and then more openness for like trying to understand different people and and seeing like why they think the way that they do and then yeah going back to the creator thing i also feel like there's a fear of like being able to express yourself if just like you said you think that there's going to be no reciprocation of like people appreciating it but maybe even like a fear of not having a reward for it. So everything is such like a give and take. And it's like, okay, I want to do something, but I probably won't do it if I don't get anything back. So maybe there will mm -hmm. be a willingness to give without having mm -hmm. so much of a take. But I don't know if that's necessarily fear. I really like that one point that you mentioned about at least social media. Do you remember when Yik Yak came out? <sighs> no. <laughs> 
So Yik Yak was a social media where everything was completely anonymous. And I'm sure you've heard the phrase of like keyboard warrior where people feel braver online because they're kind of hiding behind their screen. They have an anonymous screen name or whatever have you, or maybe even Twitter. Someone can make a fake Twitter account so they could just kind of troll everyone. I feel like it's kind of a glimpse in what the world could be if there was, I'm not, I think we're getting to almost two different topics and that's my fault where it's something along the lines of A, a world without consequences, and then B, a world with just no fear. And I feel like it could almost be intertwined a little bit when you're to think, oh, I can do whatever I want and I don't have to face my repercussions because even if there were consequences, I'm not fearful of them. And I know in that short experiment with Yik Yak, it was just awful. As we all know, the world could be a pretty awful place, but that's just because some people make it that way. But I'm also afraid that fear, or not afraid, I'm actually kind of glad that fear exists because it's almost like a check and balance. It, it kind of keeps people in line to be like, no, you can't act that way. That's like a, not a normal thing to do. So it's almost like it's really great that it exists, but then there are also a lot of people that allows fear to control them, if you will. It's almost like they are too fearful to have the courage to be able to almost quote unquote face them. So what's your thought of the phrase of you have to face your fears? Is that something that you believe in? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think if you want, if you have any goal or want to achieve something that's like almost really anything, if you want to achieve anything or try anything new, you have to face some sort of fear. I think that there's certainly is a way to kind of get on a train and go with what's next, what's next, what's next. And it's, it's definitely easy, easy to do. But if you mm-hmm. want to do something different or go to a new place or have your dream job or even just meet a bunch of different friends, like it's at some point you have to face some sort of fear. It doesn't have to be like paralyzing fear, I think, but just like even a one that you didn't even realize that you had. Absolutely. And what are some tips that you would give? Or maybe you could use some real life examples where you conquered a fear. I know, like you said, one fear that you're constantly struggling with is being in a country that you're not too familiar with. And so maybe you could touch point on a little bit of that. What are some of the culture shocks and things like that that you've experienced being in Paris? I know you've only been there for a few months and whatnot. So everything is so new, but then you always have in the back of your head saying, wow. And a lot of times, I don't know, maybe it was just something that I kind of picked up in Marple. One thing I picked up real quick is I could smooth talk my way out of a lot of things. And that's just because I'm comfortable with the language and you could sweet talk people or whatever. But you don't have that over there, Tiff. And that's kind of really scary only because like if you really need help with something, I'm sure you would know enough to be able to do it. But at the same time, you would have such a hard time kind of communicating that. So are there any additional kind of culturally different things where you're like, oh, wow, this is really different? To right now specifically, I feel like everything is different, but I've only been, <laughs> <laughs> I've only been here for a couple of months, but I also, I don't know. I feel like the first part of your question, I mean, I definitely don't think I have like super great advice. It's something I'm figuring out right now, but just thinking about maybe a fear, if you will, that I overcame at some point or I'm still working on overcoming. It's one that I talk about with some of my girlfriends as well, especially one of my friends from Philly, is like this idea of imposter syndrome, which kind of gets into a different topic. But it's like fear of like getting caught and like people realize like, oh my gosh, like you, you actually don't know as much as I think you should know. Or like you 
don't actually belong here. And it's like this fear of like, somebody's going to realize like, I don't fit here mm-hmm. and they're going to like catch me and like throw me out. And I guess you could say in France, I feel that especially because it's COVID they're like, why is an American here during a pandemic? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, damn, I don't know. Can I say damn? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Um, I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't know how I'm here either, but like, even if I think about at work, I'm like, oh my gosh, I studied art as an artist in undergrad. And now I'm working at a tech company. I'm like, they're going to find out that I I didn't study technology or like, I'm going to talk to a client and they're going to be like, "Uh, she doesn't know as much as I think she should know. And one thing that I've realized is like I work with people who've like been doing the same thing for like 20 years. And I'm like, okay, they know a boatload. Like they know so much. They're so great at what they're doing. But like, I realized too now, like, okay, I don't need to be afraid I'm going to get caught because I know a lot of other things that maybe they don't know or they're not great at. And so Mm -hmm. it's overcoming it by focusing on what you do know that's different and what you do know that's good and how you bring value in a different way. And it doesn't have to necessarily look like the people who came before you. So maybe that's an example of overcoming fear. (laughs) That's actually such a beautiful message that you put because I know a lot of the times we don't want to get caught in like a comparison game, if you will. But it's so easy to for me when I just sit back and be like, okay, like I graduated high school. Let me compare myself to other people that graduate high school. And then if you were to take like your specific situation, Tiff, I know you said uh, you went to Temple and at one point you lived over in New York and then now you're over in France and people are like, wow, Tiffany, is so successful. She's doing, you know, the dream. Honestly, for me, like if someone were to knock on my door and say, hey, we're going to offer you a full-time job and you could go somewhere over in Europe. I'd be like, yep, okay. I already have my bags packed. We're good to go. I don't I don't need anything else. Let's go. Um, maybe my wife will probably be a little bit upset saying, hold on, hold on. We got, we got to figure this out. But for me, I'd already be on the plane. But it's really cool and humbling to hear someone that I admire, at least your story. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to find a lot, but just having this small a privilege to be able to speak with you and kind of catching up. It's really cool to hear saying, no, like I'm still figuring out and I'm really afraid that I'm not quote unquote good enough. And I know a lot of listeners can relate to that myself as well. There's a lot of time where I'm kind of sitting here thinking I am way over my head in this. Like I should not be doing this, nor should people trust me to do this. But then I also have to sit down and think, no, I bring a lot to the table. This might not be exactly how people drew it up, but there's a reason why people asked me to do this because they think I can do something. So I feel like it's really validating for some people to hear that might be struggling with that as a fear of saying, no, just keep going. I mean, the reason why they might have reached out to you was for a specific reason. Don't try to lean into what other people want you to be. You just got to continue to be you. And that's one thing that's been really apparent from the conversation that we've had so far is it's really amazing to kind of see your maturity and growth. But I don't have a lot of a basis because, like I said, we weren't super close in high school. But still to know, like when talking to you, I feel like our conversation wouldn't have been much different. I'm like, this is still the Tiffany I know from high school, but it's still really cool to kind of see her (laughs) evolve into this amazing, strong person to be like, whoa, how how do I get a little bit more Tiffany like? Because that would be pretty dope. And it's just really humbling to hear that someone that I feel like, oh, she has everything figured out. And you're like, Tommy, just calm down. I I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, oh, wow, me too. And that's kind of the whole point of this podcast. It's There's no real straight answer to what life is, right? 
there's no like there's not one way to do it and yeah, that's kind not. of the whole point of this is try to get people together and say we're all in this together kind of like that high school musical song right but <laughs> at the same time being like no let's get through it together why are we tearing each other apart and stuff like that let's bring each other up and that's why i really appreciate you kind of sharing that story with me saying no like I don't know what's going on. And so I think that's actually beautiful. And a lot of the times, do you actually, here, I'm going to put you on the spot. We won't say your sister's name again, but would you say your environment has a lot to kind of put in with what your fear is and kind of put this in a different context? Would you say you have the same fears as your sister or are you guys just completely different people? You're like, no, like not at all. Well, okay. It's so funny that you mentioned her because I, before talking to you, I was like trying to like think about this topic and I was like, oh my gosh, why did, why did we pick such a deep topic? <laughs> um, but I was, I was like, you know what? She is honestly like the bravest person I know. She is Aww. just so like, she puts herself out there and she is just so open and like, she is determined and she just is so honestly, I think she is so brave. Like she just goes for everything and she goes for it 110%. Like there is no stopping her. So even in the last couple of months, she's like, wants to do a career change. And she mm-hmm. was like, I'm going to apply for this program. And I was like, you have zero. I mean, if, if it's possible to have negative experience in an area, like that is your level. And I'm like, you can't just like declare an interest in this topic. And like, she's like, yes, I can. And so she went for it 110%. She like, not only did her application, but she was like reaching out to people and asking them for recommendations and advice and like getting feedback. And she just like went so hard putting together this application that I was Mm -hmm. so impressed with her. I'm like, first of all, like, this is a, if you went into this program, it would be a job change. It would be a language change. It would be a, con- a country change. It would be like leaving your partner in New York or making him come with you. Mm-hmm. Like it would be so, so dramatic and so huge. And she's just like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. And that's like her spirit and everything. And she, she's also a teacher. So shout out to all the teachers out there because most underrated job, most underpaid job, we could have a whole episode about teaching, honestly. Right. It's, it's unfair. And, but so she's a teacher in the Bronx and she absolutely kills it. And she just like does all these, um, I mean, I wish, honestly, you should have her on an episode of your podcast because she just like tells me these amazing stories of what she does for her students. And I'm like, this is what education needs. It's like somebody who's brave, who's willing to be like, okay, what, wait, I can't curse, right? What you're teaching <laughs> is bullshit. You're good. You're um, good. With a Z at the end. And like, this is not what the students that I have in my classroom need. And she's brave enough to recognize what they need and then actually give it to them without being like, okay, I need to be such a rigid teacher and follow all the rules because it takes a little bit of a a rule breaker to be a great teacher. And so, yeah, that's my spiel about her. She's phenomenal. (laughs) 
That's amazing, <laughs> though. But it's hilarious because I feel like a lot of that also has to be attributed to you, right? You're the big sister. So she also sees you taking some of these risks here and there. So that could also be kind of something that kind of puts into saying, no, I can do it. I see that my older sister's doing it. I look up to her. And that's really awesome to see. But it's really cool to see her try to think of a career. That's essentially how I interpret it is like if I want to now become a bodybuilder, I have negative experience in that. There's no there's no universe where that will come true. But that's like me being like, now nah, I'm going to I'm going to go do this now. Of course, I'm joking and things like that. But it's really amazing to kind of see that type of bravery. But what would you say if you could? It, would you be able to pinpoint a fear that you might think that she would have if that were to be the case? Oh, ah, such a juicy question. Right? We're yeah. t- don't worry. She'll definitely listen to this. I mean, you just talked her up so much. Now we could try to pinpoint and say, oh, this might be a fear. Um. Okay. Honestly, I'm like kind of laughing to myself because she, if I asked her this question, she would have like the most beautiful answer like, and be like sincere. She'd be like, and you're I'm- just going to be like snakes. She just don't like snakes. <laughs> No, yeah, I know. I know. I'll like totally just like ruin it. But honestly, I think she would definitely say something about her students. Like she would be, she would say something like she would fear that all the like challenges that she gives them and like how much they grow in her classroom that it doesn't impact them in the long term, which I don't think is true because I think she absolutely crushes it. But I feel like she would say something like that. Like she's so thoughtful about others. Like I feel like her fear would be about that. But I'm totally, I'm totally judging wow. her in the most positive light right now. Can I <laughs> add that? <laughs> I know, right? Like I feel like if I were to ask you, what is the most politically correct fear you could have? Oh, you know, I fear that I will lose my loved ones. Well, yeah, that's a fear everyone has. But it's kind of funny to be like when your sister here is going to be like, oh, wow, I'm a pretty awesome person. Well, I mean, she is. Unfortunately, I have not had the opportunity to really get to know her at all. I mean, I, I feel like we haven't had a real good opportunity to get to know each other. So let alone, why would I know your sister very so well? So we're going to do but it she does on sound a podcast like a right now. <laughs> oh, no, we're just going to ambush her. Well, actually, no, we'll call her in right now. That would be awesome, actually. She'd be like... Like, what are you doing? I'm working. <laughs> well, it, it, but the so the other day, this is a random too. Uh, I was at a friend's house, and it was the first time meeting his friend. So this is girl that was there, and she asked everybody, "What is your biggest fear?" Like the first time that she met. Whoa. And I was like, "Damn, girl, you're getting, getting deep to it." Quick, eh? We didn't even open up the wine <laughs> yet. Let's do this thing. <laughs> well, we did open up the wine. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think it is it's personal but it's also a good way to get a read on people to show what's important that's true I think one thing I'll definitely disclose I know I've been asking I've been on the offensive I've been asking what's your biggest fear what's your sister's biggest fear one thing I definitely want to disclose is I am not a very fearful person anymore only because I think going through school I'm kind of my upbringing I'm not a really shy person whatsoever and I like to laugh at myself so if I do something embarrassing I'm not embarrassed in the sense that some other people might feel embarrassment. I'm more embarrassed of saying, oh, wow, I just completely goof. But then I kind of recover immediately. And so one of my biggest fears, though, is because uh, I I am married. I feel that we are getting kind of ready to start a family, things like that. So my biggest fear is failing to support all of us kind of thing. Like it could be a little bit of like the imposter syndrome or whatever, but I feel like it's weird. And I'm not sure if you'll be able to relate. And I feel like you could, but I feel like it's almost to the point where I feel like I don't belong here or I don't deserve everything that I've gotten so far. So 
it could all be taken away from me. And I know that's something that you kind of touch point on. And so it's almost like, hey, what if I were to get laid off? What if X, Y, or Z were to happen? What would, how, this doesn't impact just me anymore. It impacts my wife. It impacts, you know, how we're going to be able to live in this house and kind of things like that. So that's like one big fear, but that's kind of an unfair thing to say because that's everyone's fear. Everyone kind of has that specific fear. So that's why I almost feel like I'm cheating saying, hey, this is my fear because I honestly, if you were to have me sit down and this is exactly what I did yesterday in preparation for this episode, I really sat down and started to write down what are my biggest fears. And I was just drawing blanks because, you know, unless I was trying to get goofy being like, oh man, Imagine being locked in a room with like 400,000, you know, scorpions and stuff. That would suck. But I mean, like, that doesn't really make sense. That's not really a big fear I would have. So I tried to get something more tangible. And that's kind of what I was grasping at. But I feel like it's almost like a cop out. Well, actually, I think it's the most real fear. I mean, to be a parent and have to be responsible for somebody. And like, I, I can only imagine at this stage in my life, but it's, really, I mean, you were kind of like the protector of somebody and you they rely on you and it's not just about you. And it's like, okay, I can be in a room of scorpions and get eaten and it's fine. It's like this. <laughs> That's cool. It's like, it's somebody that you love so much and that you have to care for. And I think that's really the ultimately what's the most important and that's the most real fear. And it's almost a luxury to be like, oh, I'm afraid that I will have to move back in with my parents uh, if I lose my job. And it's like, you know, it's kind of only Mm -hmm. myself or as an independent person who you have to take care of. So I actually don't think it's a cop out at all. I think it's the most real Mm -hmm. answer that you could probably get. I think it works out really well my situation only because I think that's when I start to think of myself as a more of a parent role because and don't hear what I'm not saying I feel like anything that were to happen to me in a negative way or something that might be a fearful situation or embarrassing I'm fine like I could roll with it but then if anything were to happen to my wife or anything were to happen to I don't have kids or anything but if I had kids if anything happened to that I'd be like no like what happened like I'm not saying oh like I go outside, break my leg. Oh, boohoo, that stinks. But, you know, it happened to me. I'll figure it out. But if my wife were to go outside to the mailbox and slip and break her leg, I would be so upset. Like, I'd be more upset than her that she got hurt or something like that. So I think that kind of pulls into context in that way. And one thing that I want to bring up is you're never going to lose your job because you crush it, girl. But if you did and you have to move back to your parents, your mom would be like, yes, your mom would be so hyped. She'd be like, oh, I'm getting Tiffany back. This is great. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She, she really would love it. She like, I could live there till I'm like through my whole life and she would just be and just be like so happy. How often uh, do you get to be? How often do I get to? Yeah, I was going to say, how often do you get to visit back? But I realized you've only been there for a few months. And then while you were there, it was the middle of a pandemic. So I'm assuming not very often, but if pandemic was not around and things like that, would you be able to like visit back often or would it just be more for like the holidays and things like that? No, I think I would go. I think I would go often, honestly. And I mean, even before, so before I came, it was like because of COVID. First of all, it's like a miracle that I was able to come during COVID. Right. Was, when you told me you're just there for a few months, I was like, hold up. Yeah, There's like a national pandemic that's going on. And I remember <laughs> France was shut down for a while. Well, yeah. So, I mean, luckily it's like for work. So it's like an acceptable reason to come. And we have the six o'clock curfew here. So 
it's not super glamorous to be in Paris right now because you have to like rush anywhere that you want to go before 6 p.m. Like restaurants aren't open, bars aren't open. You actually can't even on Uber Eats order food after 8 p.m., which is crazy because Europeans eat dinner at like 10 o'clock. So everybody's like on a like old man American time. They're like eating. No, I'm just kidding. They're not eating dinner at five. But it's crazy because I mean, everybody is like rushing to get home. Everybody has fear of getting a 200 euro fine for being out. Well, I have a work paper where it's like Tiffany works. So yeah, but it's kind of crazy. It's like, what? I got to show somebody that like I'm working past 6 p.m. Oh my God. And then it's it's crazy because it's like everybody's so afraid of getting the fine that everybody rushes home from work at the same exact time. So the subways are literally so packed. <laughs> Off topic tangent there. No, and that's completely okay. But I know we are going to try to wrap up, but I just want to ask you, Tiff, in just a couple of sentences, how would you answer? answer that question that we had today of what is fear? After our conversation, maybe it could be a little bit of a, a different definition. We talked about being a good thing, keeps you safe, keeps you focused. But I think that it's something that we all have that everything in moderation, that as long as your fear isn't preventing you from doing certain things that you're motivated to do or desire to do, then it just keeps you in check. And I think that it's something I'm exploring. And if you can find me on Twitter, maybe I'll tweet about it. <laughs> Ooh, can't wait for that. But no, I absolutely agree with you. And now it's kind of what I always like to do is almost like a palate cleanser for all the listeners. Because I know a lot of the times, so well, at least on this topic, we're able to make it fun and things like that. Not saying that the other topics aren't fun, but I, we also go into a lot of different depths. But I always like to ask my guests, what are some things on your bucket list? I know you're actually newly over in Paris. I'm sure there's some things that you probably want to accomplish there. What's What are some things on your bucket list? Some things on my bucket list. I have an idea, a seed in my mind that is for like a super art project. I wouldn't even call it an art project. I would just say like, this is my vision for a creation to add into my portfolio. And it's on my bucket list to just like do the damn thing. Like just do it. That's on my bucket list. Ooh, can you tease us a little bit? What What is it? No, I can't tease it a little bit. It's like, a, that's the first time I ever said it out loud. Now you want me to like explain it? Ooh, that's <laughs> exciting. So you know what? You know what? This is perfect ending actually, because I have to get over my fear of like making excuses and not wanting to do it because like you're inspiring me right now. You just put yourself out there with your podcast and you overcame worrying about what people were going to perceive of it. And you just did it. And so I need to take some inspiration from you and just get over the fear of what's going to happen if I do it and it sucks and just do it, you know? You know, honestly, I have a new life mantra. I know you saw my tattoos and things like that when we first saw you. are like, whoa, a sleeve. I, I actually have another space on my other arm and I'm just going to put, what would Gina do, right? That's what <laughs> yeah. I have to put, being like, that is the new tattoo. That's the new life mantra I'm going to live by saying, she would just go for it. That's what I'm going to do. But of course I joke and things like that. But no, I think one thing on my bucket list is obviously continue to connect with you, of course, now that we're having this conversation again. But I would love to be able to at least finally make up for those lost time that, you know, we never would yes. go out to get coffee or uh, out to lunch or anything like that in high school. So I'm hoping we could catch up for some lost time, whether it would be me over in Europe when the pandemic's gone or whenever you 
come back to visit your mom, be like, oh, Tiffany's around. All right, cool. Maybe we could go out, grab something to eat or something like that. I feel like that's something that I would love to do. Just kind of reconnect in a way where we're like, hey, I can finally be able to say Tiffany is my friend, which kind of sounds like a mean thing. Not saying you're not my friend now, but I think you know what I'm trying to say. But <laughs> come on, we're we as of the beginning of this conversation, we are friends. Yes, and that actually sounds like a lot because I know one thing you mentioned too. I don't stay in contact with a lot of people that I went to high school with, not because I deliberately try not to. It's just it's not something I do. And so when I was speaking with you, I was like, honestly, I feel closer to Tiffany now because I'm speaking to her more recently than who I would have considered my friends still growing up now and things. So it's really cool to see how this adulting life thing happens. But speaking of life things, Tiff, is there anything going on, anything you're working on, anything that you would want to let our listeners know about? Yes. So one of my best friends, her name is Eden, and she is a, she created a brand called the OK Days. It's T-H-E-O-K-A-Y-D-A-Y-S. So you spell out okay. (laughs) Don't worry, guys. I'll have it on the show notes as well. Yes, if you follow her on Instagram, she is phenomenal. I recommend following her. I promote her a thousand and twenty hundred million percent. She writes about mindfulness. She does meditation. She's a yoga instructor and she does everything wellness for you. So you have to go and check her out and give her a uh, give her a like and a follow on the Insta. Awesome. Just say that Tiffany sent you. Maybe she'll give you some special treat. I'm not saying that's really going to happen, but hey, just say that Tiff sent you and she'll be really smiling because once again, I put the spotlight on her and look what she does. She's so selfless and promotes someone else. That's exactly who Tiffany is. And that's why I'm so eager to see how this friendship blossoms and things like that. And last but not least, before I finally let you go, I always like to ask my guests, do you have any final life advice? It doesn't even have to do with the topic that we discussed today that you kind of like our listeners to know, like we said, we're all going through life together. There's no answer, but what is some good Tiffany life advice? So my advice that I've been giving myself, which I will share with you, is what you focus on grows. So whether it's the good or the bad. So if you focus on the good, there'll be more good. If you focus on the bad and the negative, there will be more of that. And especially in light of the last year, I feel like it's a really important mantra that I'll probably take beyond just 2020. And so I leave you with that. I love it. It's all about perspective. We're all in the same situation. But if we just look at the same situation at a different angle it could look a little brighter. Now, with all of that being said, listeners, it's your turn to kind of think about the question, what is fear? Now it's your turn to think about the question, what does it all mean to you? Don't be afraid to really dive deep and ponder the question. Until next time.